0: This is HPR episode 2355 entitled Wii and Wii U Software Modding. It is hosted by Operat0R and is about 12 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is, I go over my current Wii and Wii U
1: setup. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15.
0: Another episode of Hacker Public Radio with Robert McCurdy I apologize for the audio, I'm sitting here in Atlanta traffic So I figured I'd record an episode and provide a little bit of value to you guys today we am going to be talking about some something uh, called the Nintendo Wii and the Nintendo Wii U Which, um, if you're old like me, uh, those are two console systems Which um, are kind of uh, prematurely retired or, or done So, with that said um, I've recently got a, for Father's Day presents, I got a Wii U, and I was going to get it all set up just like I had set up my Wii for soft modding it. Now, to give you some background, soft modding is a way for, basically for you to, um, uh, play uh, backed up games, um, from some kind of storage device, be it a micro SD card or, uh, external hard drive or maybe a, a big giant SD card. So um, the first one I did, I'll give you some background. The first one I did was the irregular Wii, which um, incidentally is a great story and it's great to see a video if you watch it. But if you're into, into that type of stuff and hacking in general and, and code execution and, and seeing exploits, the sexy stuff, um, it's a really great video to see or a really great thing to watch because the, the original exploit that I used was um, for the Wii. Which you just need an s d card for the one now it's like a mail bomb, basically message bomb exploit, but the original one that we had was for the the Zelda game, and you actually downloaded a special saved game with all the files you need for homebrew and all that stuff to to get the to get after you get code execution for it to execute the homebrew channel <clears throat> so you've got that and you have this special save game, and then you load up your your Zelda, and you copy over that special saved game. And then you load that saved game inside of Zelda, and you just walk backwards. And when you walk backwards, for whatever reason, somehow it triggers this overflow, this exploit. And then it gives you code execution, and boom, you have uh, homebrew on your system. And from there... I mean that part of it was just I don't know it was it was very real for me because there's one thing to run an exploit on a system in Windows and to run a tool and maybe see a buffer overflow or something like that, but to see it that real and that um, from an actual console um, that's kind of really uh, a really interesting thing to see and I got a lot of joy out of just watching that piece of it but after that it was all really downhill um, you know setting it all up um, i I didn't brick any Wii's in that process i haven't bricked any devices which means um you, you kind of screw up the device to where you have to either set up a JTAG or a serial port to possibly get to it or you're completely done and you have to buy a new device so i haven't bricked any Wii's in, in that regard i've demodded three or four of them at this point so there, there's a lot of information about how to do that you use a special sd card and you buy like a 50 dollars hard drive and you're done so with that one we had that one set up What I wanted to talk about is my Wii U, um, I I also soft modded the, um, uh, like three or four uh, Nintendo DS's, which is fairly easy to do, um, actually easier than the Wii and all that stuff. They don't have a lot of firmware versions like the Wii does with software. So I got this Wii U, um, and the first thing you do when you buy a new device and you want to exploit it, you don't update it, you don't play it on the internet, you don't do anything like that. So... Um, that was the first thing I did is I, I opened up the box and I figured out what version of firmware it was running, and then I looked online and started doing some research. And what I quickly found out is that the way the exploit works or the way the Wii U is set up, I'm, I'm not sure if, like, somehow the boot stuff is digitally signed almost like Apple does, so you're not able to actually access or read-write to the boot sector or certain parts of the boot. I, I don't really understand why once you get... Code execution—you can't really get that feet cement in the ground type of thing. Um, so what I'm talking about is with the Wii U, once you got root, you didn't have to re-exploit it. But from what it seems like with the Wii U, every time you 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 turn the system on, you have to basically exploit it again. So there's two methods. There's one that's um, through the browser, which is um, you uh, uses I don't know like the Apple apple browser webkit or something like that and it it uses the exploit for the we use browser to get code execution which is a little weird you can host your own exploit code on your own server but most people just aim it at the the internet server for the that and has the news and all that stuff but it's a little weird executing code from directly from the internet every time your computer starts up um so you can host that content internally and then there's also a um WiiWare or a, um, what they call virtual console game you can purchase that's like six bucks or something. And then you can get code execution via that method. And, and all this is explained in like, I think it's called Wii U dot guide is the website. And it's, it's fairly straightforward. Um, I donated to those guys and I donated to the other group, um, that was doing some of the forum stuff. So anyways, it's fairly simple to set up. You, um, go to the guide set. just follow the directions, be very careful about following the directions, and don't do things in the wrong order, and if, you know, you have errors, and you go back, but my experience with that one was pretty good, um, I do have a couple of hiccups there, um, I think just now in February, they have the ability to actually load the load line games that are non-image based, it's like the actual files, um, you can actually load load-line games directly from a um, fat 32 partition hard drive. So what the Mocha guy did, or guys did, is that they set it up so where when you boot, that it essentially swaps the SD card and the hard drive. So when you want to, or basically swaps the, the SD card out with the, the mounted hard drive, so when you boot, when it goes to load up anything off the SD card, it's actually pulling stuff off the the hard drive from what I understand is how it works. So up until February, that ability didn't work. I think what people were doing was they were getting the images and they were ripping the images to their systems and loading them and installing them directly on the Wii U uh, hard drive, which is a special file system called, like, WSBSFS or something, I think it's the same file system that the Wii U uses, and also, like, the DS and all that stuff, so anyways, I think the old hat way to do it was to have your images ripped uh, manually, and I think they're signed or whatever, so that's why you can't just drop an image, you have to rip it yourself or something. Um, I did try that method with, with all my games and I realized it was going to be daunting to have to do that with everything. So what I realized is there was the, the, the load line games that, that you can load directly from, from the load line app that made things a little bit easier to pack up. So if you wanted to pack up the device, you didn't just have to DD it. And there, there's issues around DD, especially if you're trying to do a one-to-one copy of a disc and then you put it in a different device, um, if you put swap the device out, the hard drive out with a different hard drive, uh, depending on the file system, it might not. It's probably not going to pick it up without some shenanigans. So, um, I needed the ability to easily back up my my um, hard drive. So with that FAT32 system, I can I can back up those games and back up all my configs and back up all my apps and everything. So that feature, from what I understand, is pretty recent. Um, February. Um, I would have figured they would have had it all figured out, um, but I think there wasn't as many people playing with the Wii U stuff, there was just the Wii, so, all in all, it was a a good experience, um, once you get that type of setup good and going, you can, you can actually have, I think supposedly their load line, the load times are the same, but I would imagine just because the disc is spinning around, you would get better load times, that's what I always assumed, um, but from what I understand, the, the load times are supposedly the same, if, Um, So, and I have had some issues with some games uh, glitching out when they're trying to do, uh, like, high-speed video, basically, uh, high-speed rendering. So, uh, it may be the case that it's actually slower through the hard drive, but I haven't done any investigation. And what you have to buy for the hard drives to do the FAT32 setup is you need, uh, basically, a Y cable to get additional power, for whatever reason, um, it, it, I guess it gives you, doesn't give you the full 5 volts, or maybe it gives you 5 volts, but not enough amps to power the device, so you end up with, like, you know, 5 volts, but not enough amps, maybe, you know, half an amp, or an amp, or something like that, to, to push the hard drives, so you get this Y cable and a special hard drive, um, I'll try to Google that, um, put the device, put the notes when I submit this, but it's a Y cable, and then the guy's got a list of, you know, requested or suggested uh, hard drive types to put in there. Um, you can also buy a converter for the Wii U, or the Wii that converts it to HDMI, so everything is all HDMI now, and I have a, um, for like six bucks, you can have, you can order two extension cables for these sensor bars because you actually get an extra sensor bar so you'll have two sensor bars and two two for the wii and the wii u so i ended up with having um, two sensor bars and then an extension cable It was like a about like a seven foot or ten foot extension cable and then i run that to the receiver and then everything comes out of the receiver there's also a um i'll do an accompanying video about my setup that i have already posted but um my setup is on a switch on a power strip that's actually mastered master slate power switch so you set up the receiver as the master and then when you turn the receiver off the intelligent power strip turns everything else off so this does a lot of good things for you it creates it prevents that vampire power from happening and then also if you need to reset the Wii or the Wii U you don't have to get up to reset it you just turn off the receiver and turn it back on so I'm I'm pretty lazy in that regard. Once it freezes up, there's nothing you can do. You got to do that power, that power switch. Anyways, um, about to head it into the our wonderful transit system, MARTA, here to try to make it to the office on time. But um, that's my experience with the uh, soft modding uh, Wii U DS and the Wii. Um, as far as bricking, I don't think there's a whole lot of danger in that space as long as you kind of follow the directions and make sure that you're not doing something in the wrong order or skip a step. Uh, anyways, uh, if you have some time or like me headed to the office and have some time to record a video or or audio that will help somebody, uh, please do it and, and submit something. Thank you. Bye.